Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, I have Keith Thomas on the show. Keith, how you doing? I'm doing absolutely fantastic on this President's Day. Yeah, thanks for taking a, a few minutes out of your uh, your holidays to to podcast with us. I appreciate. It. I know that's uh, that's sacred time, right? Right. You know, I gotta. <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm off today, so I had all day off to appreciate my president. So, what's thirty minutes, right? There you go. There you go. No, I appreciate it either way. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, this is often the highlight of my week to be able to talk to uh, fellow podcasters and learn about what they're up to and kind of their a little bit of their podcasting story. Uh, and I, I probably talk about this a lot, but but I think that the value of of this show in particular is to to kind of chat with and highlight podcasters from all kind of spans of the podcasting world, uh, so that we can all kind of learn and be inspired uh, by by what you're up to. But uh, for folks who don't know you and what you're up to with podcasting, can you share a little bit about your podcast and how you got started and what you're up to now? Sure, sure, sure. So it's kind of. I wouldn't say a long backstory, but it, it this starts way back in 2013 when I was uh, just coming out of high school and I was voted most likely to work at ESPN or whatever. And, you know, high school Keith took that kind of seriously. So I was like, you know what, why don't I start a podcast? And this is before I started, you know, this is before I went to college. And so we had a podcast back then um, that we were doing, but, you know, I was working at uh uh, a grocery store at the time. So I was working, you know, 30 something hours a week, finding the time to do the podcast, do the show prep and um, talk about, you know, well, we talk about sports, we talk about sports with my co-host. It was just kind of difficult. And then he didn't drive. So I had to drive all the way to his house after work. It became very difficult and it became even more difficult when I went off to college. So I kind of put that on hold, but recently or not recently, it was almost a year ago. Uh, I've graduated from college, and so I decided to bring the podcast back up back in August. Now, what we talk about mainly is sports, so football, basketball. Uh, we mix in a little bit of music references in there, some movie references in there. It's it, it, I don't want to make it seem like it's this suit and tie business, and we sit there and we have all these complex conversations with all these advanced analytics, because it's really not. It's just three guys that get on a microphone, we do some show prep, and we discuss some topics and we just have a good time. And we talk about sports, um, mainly uh, like headlines and stuff like that. Now, every now and then we'll do some serious stuff where we'll talk about, you know, the NFL players that are kneeling or um, a, a more serious issue that's taking um, one of the sports leagues by hold. Uh, but most, most of the time it's just us <laughs> making jokes and just trying to figure things out and, and really just go from there. Sure, sure. I mean, I think that's some of the most powerful types of content is people who have a lot of passion, a lot of knowledge and expertise around a topic and just sit around and I, I say chew in the fat. And that's probably an expression maybe not everybody would know. But but yeah, just kind of talk and shop. And I think that that's great because I'm sure your listeners really kind of relate with where you're coming from and uh, and you have a strong connection with them because of that. And so how many at this point, how many uh, how many episodes into the podcast are you? Ooh, well, um, okay. So we, when we first started, we did like an, we did a thing called like the NFL preview and it was, boy, it was, <laughs> it was very, very, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? It was very challenging because we tried to do all 32 NFL teams have their own little episode. So there's 32 quote unquote episodes right there, but they're only like five, 10 minutes long. Um, And then we tried to do an episode every week of the NFL season. So that's about what, 16, 17 episodes right there. Um, We recently just did our first basketball one. That was about two weeks ago. So if I had to guess, I'd say we probably have about 50 quote unquote episodes thus far. Okay. That's great. That's great. And you said since August, right? Since August. Okay. That's fantastic. So at the minute, it's definitely, we're in February here now. So that's definitely uh, more than one a week. So two, two a week or something like that. Um, ha- have you found, I-, I know you said it's kind of three guys sitting around the microphone talking about sports and right. pop culture and entertainment and stuff like that. Have you found uh, content planning and creation to be difficult? Um, particularly with three people, because I think it's a little unique. Well, okay. So how this usually works is we have, if we have, we usually do the podcast on like a Tuesday or a Thursday, and we'll have like a meeting, like a conference call um, a couple of days beforehand. So if we have a podcast on Tuesday, we'll have like a conference call Sunday night. Or if we have Thursday, we'll have a conference call on Tuesday night. And so basically what it is, is I will talk to the other people that I'm, that I'm hosting with. I'll just throw ideas against them. And they tell me what they like and what they don't like. And if it's something they like, I say, okay, how can I make this? How can I take this even further? So I'll give you an example. Um, I'm native to Houston, Texas, and I'm a Houston Texans fan. And I know for sports, people that don't listen to sports are probably like, what is this guy talking about? But just hear me out. Um, So basically, I was a Houston Texans fan. And their first game of the season, they got blown out. And so I threw that against my my, my podcast mates. I was like, hey, you guys want to talk about this? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I was like, okay, how can I spin this to make this interesting other than just talking about it? So I was like, okay, you know what? They lost on Sunday. They have to play on Thursday. They need a pep talk. So what we ended up doing was we ended up getting some motivational music in the background. And I kind of gave them like a motivational speech, you know, like in the movies. I tried to do that. So that's the kind of things we try to do. We try to, we, we get the subjects and we say, okay, what can we use? And then we say, now, how can we make, how can we give this entertainment value beyond what you can find on YouTube and what you can find on, you know, whatever other site out there. So ESPN, that's kind of how you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's kind of how you have to do it. You have to kind of put your own twist on it and you have to, I feel like one of, I know this is, you know, this is kind of, you know, dumping the gun a little bit here, but one of the challenges is kind of getting, people out of their comfort zone and making them do things that they, you know, wouldn't normally, wouldn't normally do, you know? So you're t- sorry, you're talking about your, your listeners or you guys as the, the show hosts? Oh no. Yeah. Like my, my podcast mates, the people I work with, okay. It, okay. It, you know, to, to create that content, you know, sometimes you have to do things that, you know, and, and say things you wouldn't normally, you know, wouldn't normally say not to say that, you know, you would say crazy things, but I've never done a motivational speech a day in my life, but it was something that would add entertainment value to the podcast. So we had to do that. Gotcha. Okay. And, and so, I mean, this is interesting. because I think this is something that I talk to people uh, about a, a bit is, is podcasting being more and more competitive. There's more podcasts out there all the time. It's becoming more like blogging where you have to do something to stand out. Right. And so you can talk about something that no one else is talking about, which is a little bit dangerous because you don't know if there's an audience for that. Or you can talk about the same thing everyone else is talking about in a little different way. So sports. Right. How have you, uh, aside from uh, like the example with the Texans getting blown out their first episode or their first week and having to kind of go back and and give them a pep talk, 
I guess, do you have any other mindsets or frameworks or anything like that that you look at when you when you guys are starting them? So to say, okay, we're going to talk about this topic that a bunch of other people are talking about, but we're going to talk about it from a little different angle or a little different perspective or take a, a unique slant on things. I don't know. As you guys go into creating content about a piece of information that's probably already been talked about somewhere else, what's your mindset around making that unique to where your listeners would say, I want to listen to Keith's podcast because it has information or perspective that no one else has. How are you guys kind of approaching that from a, like a systematic way, I guess? Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> this is going to sound really simple, but we just, we just want to, I mean, we just want to have fun. We want people to get on the, hear our podcast and just have fun. We want people to, we want people to learn something. Of course, we want people to, you know, understand where we're coming from and, you know, respect our, respect our opinions and our analysis. But I think the most important thing is you just kind of, we just want to have fun with it. You know, we know that, you know, I know I will never do a motivational speech because that's just not me. Mm -hmm. Or some of the other things we do, like we had to, one of the other things we did is we pretended we were lawyers in law and order and we had to make a case for whatever, you know, you know, it's just, it's just about having fun and, 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 you know, kind of being silly and having fun with it. And hopefully, you know, that's kind of our competitive advantage is that, Hey, yeah, they do give good information, but they can make you laugh at the same time. It's not totally, totally serious. So that's kind of how we want to stand out is we want, you know, we want to have fun ourselves. Of course we want our listeners to have fun. And I think that, um, you know, if you're not having fun with the podcast, it, you know, it can get, if you're doing an episode every week and it's boring or it's not boring, but it's the same thing. It's kind of, you know, cookie cutter, do this, do this, do this, do that. It can get kind of, uh, it can get kind of monotonous and you can kind of lose your passion that way. But, you know, if you come into it with something fun, like somebody's doing something crazy or somebody's, you know, pretending to be Denzel Washington, I, I don't know, you do something fun like that, it, it, you come into it with a different attitude and you look forward to it because it's something different. And I guess the way that would spill over to, you know, the listeners is, you know, it, you, you don't get that on every single podcast. Now, as a podcaster myself, I listen to a ton of podcasts as well. And I tend to see, you know, not the same thing, but let's say, for example, whoever podcast, whoever sp- famous sports pod- podcaster, whatever, they can, you know, have, they can, they have, they have the budget that we don't. We can't get, you know, it, you know, the great guests on there. Like we can't get uh, a famous author who wrote a book or we can't get a famous actor or a famous musician on our show to make people listen. Right. We don't have that kind of budget or a budget at all. Right. So what we have to do is we have to, have to go beyond those boundaries and we have to push mm, conventional thinking and we have to push um, what they're what what they're doing out there and kind of flip it and put our own flavor on it to where people say, yeah, OK, I, I can listen to this and I can like this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's great. I think that that a lot of a lot of podcasters are people like yourself, uh, people like myself, probably from my own kind of personal show where just uh, it's a hobby. It's something we really like to do. We take very seriously. But um, yeah, we're not ESPN. We're not a major media outlet. We're doing this uh, kind of for fun. I think it's the beauty of podcasting is it gives everyone a voice and an outlet to kind of express themselves in whatever topic or way they want to. Um, but, But I think the way that people really start to excel and are able to stand out in a really 
individual way, it is by creating that voice that that is is only theirs, and that they can be different just by uh, by having a different voice and a different perspective that a lot of these big media outlets can't have right. uh, because they're they're kind of censored uh, or they have to be you know whatever politically correct or whatever the the best term would be, and that that us as independent content creators can can have a little different. Uh, maybe a little spicier version of, of the same story uh, <laughs> right. as we right. as we go along. So that's cool. That's cool. So you guys are fifty something episodes into the podcast at this point, and, and I know before we started recording, you said you've you've really kind of started getting what I would say is like traction, right? So like real engagement with listeners and and listener statistics going up and audience growth and all that kind of stuff. As you guys have kind of gotten past those first dozen or a couple dozen episodes to the to the point where you are now what have you learned that especially for someone podcasting in a competitive type of space like sports is uh what have you learned that you would want to like pass on to somebody who's just getting started at this point in podcasting well i would say the first thing is uh first thing that i learned is uh Tough. It's a tough, it's a tough question. So if you, this it, it is, is not, a, uh, it is a really tough question, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it was, it would be probably time. Um, because when you first get started, you kind of have your own life and the people that you may or may not be working with, they may have their own life and their own habits and so on and so forth. But now you talk about cutting three or four hours or two or three, however long, you know, you want to do a, a meeting or the podcast is, to, you know, working towards, you know, the podcast. And so uh, just that right there and figuring scheduling out and if people work, you know, have actual jobs and traffic and figuring out where to do it, how to do it. I mean, that stuff in and itself can be kind of, can be kind of difficult just because, um, you know, certain people have their own lives and, you know, they may have other, you know, complications and um, just figuring you're first getting out, you don't really know, you know, what your niche is and how you're going to do things. And it can be kind of difficult that way in terms of uh, getting started. Um, Another thing that I learned is um, collaboration. And when I say collaboration, I mean collaboration within your podcast mates, if you have them, and also collaboration with other podcasts. We would work with other sports podcasters just to kind of help us out and kind of, you know, help rub against each other. So hopefully some of our listeners would go to them and some of their listeners would come to us and they just helped brought a different perspective that was unique to the show to where it wasn't just, you know, us talking. It was, a, and it was an, and it was an added element to it. That's also a very difficult thing because, you know, some people don't want to work with you. Some people was like, Oh, I'm only available at these times. Some people don't want to talk about certain things. So, you know, that can be difficult in itself as well, but also, um, some people just will flat out say, yeah, no, thanks. I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so another thing that I, I, I figured was, um, was pretty difficult, you know, is just consistency and keeping it fresh. Like those first, those first, you know, five or six or 10 episodes, you're like, man, this is great. I'm having a great time. And yeah, 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 yeah. But when you get to episode 25, episode 30, honeymoon's over, right? 40, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a a um, kind of like a, uh, ooh, a want to want to go through the motions a little bit like yeah just ooh just get me through it like oh man I'm just I'm just ready to go home and, and it can it can be that way and you kind of have to like catch yourself and be like no I'm gonna power through it I'm gonna keep my enthusiastic voice I'm gonna keep trying to be interesting and keep going through it that can also be very difficult 
in itself as well. And also, you know, creating constant content to what people care about because what Keith Thomas may care about, 99.9% of America may be like, yeah, whatever, and vice Mm -hmm. versa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's easy to get on there and talk about something you really care about and talk about something you're passionate about, but it's difficult to get on there and talk about something that you don't care about, like, at all. Yeah. (laughs) And then... And then you have to do research on it. You have to know what you're talking about because people will call you out and say, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. And blah, blah, blah. And you trust me, you don't want that. So <laughs> podcasting is fun and it's enjoyable and I love it. But at the same time, there are things that aren't, you know, that aren't, you know, the sexy side of it. There is work that goes into it. There is muck work. There is stuff that you do have to work through. Like, yes, there's fun things that we do on our podcast that we enjoy and now you know we we don't have we don't mind doing then there's other things that we may not necessarily like to do or want to do but we know that's what people want to hear so we do it and we talk about it so finding that optimal balance between that kind of avoiding going through the motions and doing the same routine collaboration is difficult and just figuring out scheduling and when's the best time for everybody and getting everybody on the same page can be difficult uh, I, it's just, just a few things that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I mean, that's, uh, uh, I'm sitting here nodding my head to, to a handful of those and because I mean, we're <laughs> definitely, I've been podcasting for about three years at this point. So I know the slog that it is to get an episode out every week. Right. Um, and I think that my, my take home for new podcast, any podcasters and new podcasters in particular is B and it's tougher in your situation because you're talking about like current events and sports, but if you can, have create like some evergreen content that's good for a while. So you have an episode done and recorded and mixed and ready to go when the eventuality happens that you get sick or your guest cancels or you're on vacation or whatever, have an episode or two of content that you can release anytime you want just because it's going to happen, right? And and try to stay a little (laughs) bit ahead of your production schedule. I mean, don't record on Tuesday when you're supposed to release it on Thursday. Uh, I definitely have been guilty of that in the past, and that's tough. It's just tough, and it puts a lot of pressure on you. So anything you can do to get yourself ahead of the game and prepare yourself for the eventuality of your schedule getting messed up, I think will take some of that pressure off of you. Um, But I'm, I'm really interested to talk, Keith, more about collaboration with other podcasters because, I mean, I think... Uh, this is something that we do a fair amount um, just in terms of being involved in the podcasting community. I mean, we have a large open source WordPress plugin that, that, we, that we help and maintain and develop on. Um, and, and so we work and talk with a lot of people there. We have our customers. But I think we also, I know and our team knows a lot of podcasters personally. And, and so we're able to talk to them on, on a really kind of collaborative level. Um, and I think it's helped us from a, from our business perspective, but, but from you and your podcast perspective, I'm curious as you have started building some of these relationships and partnerships and collaborations, particularly as you're a pretty young podcast, how did you approach other shows and say, okay, Hey, yep, we're only 20 episodes in, but we'd love to whatever kind of guest appear on your show or cross promote your show to our audience uh, or like, you know, include a snippet from one of your episodes and talk about it or what, what kind of stuff did you guys do when you're young? Because I think it's easier when you say, Hey, we have 20,000 listeners for every episode. Right, right. We'd love to kind of cross pollinate a little bit and that's easier, but when you're young, it's tough. So, so how did you guys approach that when you were just 
kind of getting started? Okay, well, <laughs> that's a good question. I really like that question because this is going to be pretty good. So when we first got started, um, we kind of, I'll be honest with you, at first we, we did not have a strategy at all. We just kind of, we just kind of shotgunned it and, and tried to, you know, get, you know uh, just throw, it, throw our name out there and try to see what, and see what came back to us. You know, just, hey, do you want to be on our, hey, do you want to be on our, hey, we didn't really have much of a strategy. It was just kind of going out there and see who comes back. That did not work really at all because somebody who has whatever 500 something listeners per episode, they're like, man, what can you do for me? You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to, they don't, it's not, you know, it, it, it doesn't help them at all. It's not beneficial to them. So the first thing we had to learn was it has to be mutual beneficial for both parties. That's the exactly. first thing. Yep. You kind of want to get somebody on your level. And maybe, maybe somebody will come down to your level and say, yeah, I'll help you guys out. Cause I was there before, but very rarely does that happen. It's never happened to us, to be honest with you. So it may happen to somebody else and not, not to say, you know, not to go out there and shoot your shot. You know, you want to go out there and shoot your shot, go for it. But just coming from my perspective, it's not very successful. So what we had to realize is we have to get somebody that was on our level. And we started looking at people who are on our level and people who had about the same amount of listeners as we did, um, people that really didn't really have a whole lot of followers, um, and we started getting more positive, more positive, you know, returns. They're like, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But there still can be some difficulties with, like I said before, with scheduling, and some people may not want to talk about certain things, and then some people may want to come on your podcast and talk about their things, and it's just like, oh, I don't know how that fits in with us and our audience and so on and so forth. So then what we had to do next was we had to say, okay, let's put someone on our podcast who we would talk to in real life. Not to say that, you know, we wouldn't talk to certain people because of whatever, whatever, but uh, somebody that we could, someone who sounded like us, someone who didn't really have a super duper serious podcast Someone who under who could take a joke and pass jokes as well. Somebody who could, you know, be silly. Some, you know, someone like that. It's kind of like dating. You know, you kind of have to find. You know, you're not gonna get everything you want, but you gotta find. You gotta know what you want out of a guest. So if you have a serious podcast, find somebody that's serious that's, that's going to debate with you. If you have kind of like the podcast like we do, where we kind of have fun and joke with it, find somebody like that. That way, it's a seamless transition from their podcast to your podcast and vice versa. And nobody has to compromise um, what exactly who they are or how they do their show. That way, it's basically just like, you know, it, it, it's an easy transition for them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what we had to learn. And I feel like once we were able to figure that out, we had a really good guest on. Uh, we had a really good guest on our show and we had other guests lined up as well. And it was it was very it was really good. It was a really good, productive conversation. You know, they didn't they didn't come in and agree with everything and made for a good debate, which was fantastic. Um, they were funny. They made jokes. They understood our jokes. And it was kind of it, it kind of made it kind of made things fresh, you know. So um, if you want my advice as it comes to um, or a plan as it comes to finding guests, you have to kind of think of it like dating. You know, you know, the person the person that you may want may not be in your league or whatever in terms okay. of like followers okay. and listeners. You got to kind of get somebody on your level that kind of likes the things that you like. And you'll find that it's more successful than going for the, you know, the big fish, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Not to say, not, you know, not to say that the people listening to this podcast should, you know, it, to, it, it, 
it shouldn't hit at your confidence or so speak, so to speak. But when you're first getting started and you're first trying to figure things out, you should kind of get people that are on your level. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, I think it does, it does two things. One, uh, you're more likely to be successful, right? Cause you going and, and pitching Dan Patrick or whatever, right? Like some big, <laughs> right. some big league sports, uh, sports commentary guy <laughs> is probably just not going to happen. So being right, successful not, is, is a big factor there, but something that I have seen is that what you're talking about is having alignment with the, the people you have on your show uh, and kind of like, I'll say, where they are in their journey. And that being similar to yours and your audience. Right. So, so like, if you got that big name show uh, guest on your show, a lot of your listeners would probably say, wow, that's great, but I can't relate to that guy. Or, or like, what he's saying is not applicable to me because, and this might not be exactly uh, the case with sports, but but it might be. Um, but, but when you have someone on your show, that's also a hobbyist sports podcaster who does this with a couple of his friends and is also a big Houston Texans fan, then you will obviously kind of gel with that person better, but also your audience will relate to that guy or that person a lot more. Um, and I think the, possibly the biggest thing that I've seen around this is when you get someone on your show who is at a similar level to you and is really relatable to your audience, their impact on your listenership goes up a lot. Because, I mean, a big thing with having guests on the show is just changing the, the dynamic of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's also you want that person to go share your podcast episode with their audience as well. Right. And, and to get someone who's just a huge name on your podcast is great for kind of like the notoriety of your podcast. We'll say, you know, yeah, I had this guy on my show. But the more beneficial thing really for actually increasing the number of people that listen to your podcast is to have someone who's also about the same place you are in your podcasting journey or whatever kind of journey you're on. Um, because they will relate to you and say, Hey, I'm going to go help Keith out and I'm going to share our episode with a bunch of people on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, because I had a lot of fun. I like Keith. He's a good guy. I relate to where he is and what he's doing. And, and he shares it. And those people that follow this guy, are going to go listen to your podcast. Right. Um, So I think there's a lot lot with the kind of consistency and alignment with people you have on your show and it being a good fit for for your audience and the potential for their audience to come and listen to your show. Um, So I think it's very, very savvy of you to to have realized that. Right, right. But I, I will say this. I will say this is you have to be careful that they aren't too like minded because you don't want to create kind of like an echo chamber, so to speak. So mm-hmm. you want to get somebody that is, you know, that is relatable to your show and help you out with your show. But you don't want somebody on the, you don't want somebody on your show or, you know, you don't want to constantly get people that think like you and do everything like you because it be, there's that kind of redundancy that people can be like, oh uh, yeah, whatever. They're just going to agree about everything. So yes, yes. But be, I would say kind of be careful a little bit um, that you don't get somebody who's like a carbon copy of your show completely um, just because you don't want it to become like an echo chamber and too redundant. Yep. Yep. For sure. That's a great point. Um, one of the, one of the things we like to do on the show is, is to talk about lessons we've learned and we don't like to, to pick at the scabs too much, but, uh, if you could, particularly for people who are new to pod, newer to podcasting, 
uh, kind of quickly share something you learned that you feel like you're a better podcaster now because of? Um, I would say when we first got started and we really first promoted our podcast, the listeners, you know, it wasn't what we wanted. And it was, it was one of those things where, you know, you think to yourself, whenever, you know, whenever you're with your friends or you're with family or you're with people, you know, they tend to, oh, Keith, you know, you're so smart and you know sports and yada, 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 yada. And yeah, that's cool when you're in that bubble. When you open a podcast, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like a whole new competitive market. And you're kind of like, you're just a fish in the ocean, so to speak of. And so when we first started and we started promoting our podcast, we got hit with criticism a lot of the time. And we didn't, the numbers weren't exactly what we wanted it to be. Now we're still trying to grow. Not to say that, you know, we're some big time podcast with 2 million listeners. We're not, we're not, I'm not gonna lie to you. We're not. But that initial adversity, um, that initial um, criticism can be difficult, especially when it's the first time you faced it. When somebody questions you for the first time, it can be challenging and difficult and it can kind of, uh, it can kind of deter you a little bit and lose and you can lose a little bit of your passion. So uh, if you want my advice is, you know, or, or the, the quote unquote scab that I had to go through was kind of dealing with that initial adversity on top of everything else. And once I was able to go through this and kind of just keep blinders on and have that kind of tunnel vision to where, you know what, I'm going to prepare my best. I'm going to do the best production meetings that I can do. I'm going to do the best I can with sound. I'm going to get the best that I, best guests that I possibly can and just do the best that I can. And I was able to push forward and I was able to really just keep my passion for it and keep my want for it. And, and, and I was able to just do my best and be my best and not particularly worry, well, this person said that or this person said that or we didn't have the listeners we wanted. We didn't have the, the, the whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's just kind of that initial adversity, that, that first hump of getting over the criticism and stuff like that, which was, which was kind of tough for me. Yeah. No, that's absolutely 100% true. I mean, I think putting anything out there in the world, uh, especially on the internet, uh, is, <laughs> is tough because yeah. people, and I think particularly on the internet, people are not afraid to be very critical uh, where they might not be in person. Right. But yeah, right. I mean, I think that's, that's a great lesson. And I totally, I totally have been there and I totally agree. Keep your head up. Um, so that's a, that's a great, yeah, that keep your head up, keep going. And really, I think something that, that I've learned, I think you're, you're talk, you've talked about with being unique is knowing and being okay that not everyone is going to like what you're putting out there. Right. And, and that's kind of the goal right? The kind of the goal is to be different and unique. And so not everyone will like what you have to say, but you want to find the people that are really, really, really into what you're saying uh, because that's a fan um, and, and kind of being boring and in the norm and all this it is not creating an exceptional piece of content or an exceptional podcast. Right. Um, but, but if you can be a little different and a little edgy and have a different perspective, you're going to get more criticism. But you're also going to get more really, really engaged fans. So I think it's a, it's a fine line to walk. And, and the more that you on that spectrum, the more you go to being polarizing, uh, the more you'll see a little bit of both probably. I mean, think about someone like Howard Stern, right? Like he right. had some crazy fans has some crazy fans. He also has some crazy critics. 
And he's kind of <laughs> chosen to say, like, I'm going on that side of the spectrum. Right. So I think that as you're getting into it, just be aware of that dynamic for sure. But that's fantastic advice, man. That's really great. Yep. Yeah, just keep on. Just just do do the best that, that you can do and just block all the other stuff out and be the very best show that you can be. Yep. Yep. That's great. So, Keith, can you tell folks where they can find out more about you and your podcast? 100%. So uh, we do have a website, uh, basementpodcasts.com. Um, you can check us out there. We upload all of our latest stuff to basementpodcasts.com. You can find me on Twitter at and I'm Keith, or you can find me on Facebook at Keith Thomas. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think there's a... Well, there may be a whole bunch of other Keith Thomases out there, so it's probably just a safe bet to follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm not the kind of guy on Twitter that just retweets random stuff either. I kind of try to keep things, you know, try to keep things light, but mainly you can find us on basementpodcast.com. Um, we're going, we, of course, we talk about sports, talk about football, basketball, baseball. We also talk about pop culture. We talk about music. We talk about a whole bunch of things. So it's, it's, uh, it's open for, it's, it's open to anybody or anyone. If you feel like it fits you and you would like to collaborate in some capacity, uh, feel free to contact me. Uh, at katiespartan at gmail.com. Don't judge me. I made that email in sixth grade. Um, it's K-A-T-Y-S-P-A-R-T-A-N at gmail.com. Um, and that's how you can get in touch with me in any shape, form, or fashion. Awesome. Keith, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. All right. I appreciate being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.